This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. For a lot of us here on the East Coast, I can't even imagine what it was like in the West Coast, although you had more day left. Uh, the middle of my day was, I mean, utterly destroyed because I needed a nap after the World Cup final. Through 80 minutes, it was, I'm not saying all Argentina because France was definitely coming on strong in the second half. But all of a sudden, penalty, Mbappe, and other chance, and we now we were in for it. And now we had another, gosh, 45 minutes? To it. There were eight minutes of stoppage time, and then there was uh, 30 minutes of extra time, and there was stoppage time there. It was a thrill ride. Ryan O'Hanlon from ESPN.com, at RWOHAN on Twitter. Net Gains, Inside the Beautiful Games, Analytics Revolution joins us. I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, you've become one of my best friends <laughs> throughout this whole process. Um, first of all, just blank canvas. Your thoughts on what we watched for about two and a half hours? Yeah, I mean, I that game made me feel old because I <laughs> I had like a physical stress response to the game where I needed to like lay down afterward. <laughs> that's the first time that's happened to me watching sports, and I'm. Uh, I'm Irish American, as my last name suggests. I have no connection to Argentina or France, but like the big picture, like I don't, I don't feel like I'm overreacting and saying that's probably the best sports game that we'll ever see, because the just back and forth excitement of it was wild mm-hmm. um, for the in large part because of the reasons you pointed out, where Argentina were so dominant, they were the first team to hold their opponent to zero shots in the first half of a World Cup game ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how dominant they were. Um, and then just out of nowhere, France comes back. And then extra time, you know, sometimes these extra time matches can be pretty boring. The teams are very conservative. This was the exact opposite. The teams were going wild <laughs> back and forth. Mm-hmm. They both scored. Then it goes to penalties. And then you have the context of the greatest soccer player ever trying to win the one thing that he's never won versus the next greatest soccer yep. player in the world once Messi retires, basically constantly taking it away from him and saying, no, 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 this isn't going to happen. So it's like, I don't know. It's like if like Michael Jordan had never won a title and then like LeBron was also in the NBA at the same time and they both scored like 70 points in game seven uh, or yeah. something like that. Like that's the, that's the closest, uh, you know, comparison I can come up with. And, and for a lot of people, they put it in that context. And you know, so if you you know, it was very cool. I, I'll go back just this has nothing to do with this game real quick, but I'll go back like seven or eight years. And there was a last night of a Major League Baseball season where baseball owned Twitter and football or basketball. The only sports that ever owned Twitter. But holy mackerel. Yesterday uh, in the mid morning here on the east or late morning here in the East Coast. I mean, the World Cup owned Twitter. There were a whole bunch of one-word tweets, which is, uh, you know, soccer is the only sport that does this. But it was, it was, they were talking about, it's it's as though it were Kobe versus Jordan in their primes going at it, or LeBron versus Jordan. That's what we had, uh, because, and it wasn't just the fact that Messi and Mbappe were playing against each other, but it's that they were both amazing playing against each other. Now, Mbappe is, 
I mean, I don't even know what to do. He's like a tornado. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know how you handle him uh, because he just does what he wants. They had to keep the ball from him, which is what basically what they did for about 70 minutes. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think they're kind of a fascinating. They're they're the comparison between the two of them is kind of what makes soccer great. I think um, Mbappe is this just sort of physical, like you know, he's what all the idiots who think uh, if our best athletes played soccer, we'd win every World <laughs> Cup. He's like the example they point to. Right. Um, he's like an amazing off-ball player. Like he doesn't really get involved until the final third, and his movement off the ball is probably the best of any player in the history of the sport I'm willing to say at this point while Messi is like the on ball like god you want every possession to run through Messi because mm-hmm. you want him touching the ball as much as humanly possible um so that like I, I find that sort of <laughs> the, the dichotomy between the two of them where I think they're both they're the two best players in the world currently for sure so like the fact that those can be the two best players when like Mbappe would just absolutely dust Messi in any kind of physical competition um, or any other sport, probably outside of soccer. But like Messi, you know, you could drop a ball out of a helicopter and he'd be able to take it down and Mbappe maybe (laughs) might not be able to. Yeah, but Mbappe, that finish to make it 2-2. Oh, my God. I mean, right out of the air. I mean, I don't know if it half volleyed or not. I don't really care. I think the half volley might even make it more difficult because you have the element of the bounce, but... Uh, my gosh, what an absolute finish. And what it came down to, one of the reasons, not that I'm an expert on any of this, and Ryan O'Hanlon from ESPN is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. One of the reasons I favored Argentina in the match was, in my opinion, I watch a lot of Premier League, and I think that uh, Emmy Martinez was the better keeper. Did it come down to that? Because Emmy made... One of the best saves I've ever seen in the run of play, basically about 30 seconds before they blew the final whistle. Uh, and then, of course, in penalties, which is sort of a specialty of his. Um, but that save he made on um, on France right at the end was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, I think that's probably the most important save in the history of the World Cup, given that, like, the timing of it, right? right. There's no way... Argentina can come back if that goes in. Um, but he hadn't been that good in, in open play in the World Cup. I think the Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. game, he could have saved both shots right. and didn't. I think the announcer said during the game that Hugo Lloris made more saves in the World Cup final than Emmy Martinez made in the entire World Cup. He made seven. <laughs> he, made, he had seven yeah. saves. And I, and I don't think Emmy made has made that many saves across the tournament because Argentina's defense, despite like these late collapses, has actually been a pretty like incredible defense. Yeah. But then in the shootout, yes, like Emmy Martinez was, he made one save, but just like almost saved every penalty. It seemed like, and he does all the kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, bordering on bush league stuff. Oh yeah, totally. Penalty. Yeah, he's and a jerk. Hugo Lloris, Hugo Lloris, <laughs> I don't think he's. I forget that I wrote about this, but I've written about so much stuff over the past month that I forgot <laughs> most of it. I think Hugo Lloris has made like one or two saves in a shootout in his entire career, basically. He's terrible in penalties, um, which I think probably played a little bit of a role, too, in, in <laughs> deciding who won the shootout. Sure. Uh, there's no question. Uh, Messi toyed with him. It was because we, we had we had obviously we had penalties during the game. Messi scores yeah. uh, from the spot in the first goal. Uh, the uh, two of Mbappe's three goals during the uh, <laughs> were were from the spot, and like he also, I think 
Actually, I think uh, Martinez got a hand on the first one. Not enough because yep. it was drilled, but uh, sort of like Matt Turner on Gareth Bale in the in the USA Wales match. Mm-hmm. Turner guessed right and got a hand on it, but it just would have knocked his hand off. I think if it got more of it. Um, but I, I think there was a was a book, and I mean not to bring up Grant Wall, but the the late Grant Wall who passed away uh, a little yep. bit more than a week ago. Um, on his podcast, he had somebody that wrote a book about. Um, the how penalties are are basically just a psychological game. There's almost nothing physical. I'm not completely diminishing the physical, but it's it absolutely is a mind game first and foremost. And I think you see that uh, throughout penalties. How do you feel? I'm okay with penalties deciding the World Cup. How does Ryan O'Hanlon feel about it? <laughs> I feel good when the team that played better ends up winning, like happened on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I feel a little less good about it when it's like the Croatia Brazil game and Brazil just completely dominates. Croatia scores at the end and then wins on penalties. I, I just don't think that there's like, I don't, I, 120 minutes is essentially the breaking point for like the human body in terms of playing a soccer game. Right. So I don't think I'm not a fan of just playing till someone um scores mm-hmm. i mean i guess if you you know if it's a sudden death maybe you know then the game ends on metal t- messi's goal and that would actually have been a pretty right. incredible moment but you know frequently these games don't no one scores um so you know it's very it's very disconnected from the actual sport of soccer which i as a when i played i loved it because i didn't have to think mm-hmm. um and with penalties you're thinking the entire time um but like for the drama of it like it's it's just it's unbeatable right um mm-hmm. it's just, there's nothing like the like the hey it's adam golden i'm in studio with my friend coach pete deruder with the capital financial advisory group is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think there's a lot of randomness in penalties, but the penalties to win the win a shootout in the World Cup are converted like 90% of the time, and the average conversion rate's like 78, while penalties to continue the shootout are converted like 50% of the time. And that, <laughs> I think that tells you everything. When there's a lot of pressure, guys miss, and when there's kind of no pressure, and if you miss it, you know, you st- your team's still alive, those guys score. Uh, here's the, the only reason I actually like it. Um, other than the fact that you can't play forever, yeah, you know, and we yeah. it's 120 minutes, but it was more. It was probably 140 minutes if you if you total up all the uh, all the stoppage time. Uh, is that because you 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 brought it up? That, I mean, France didn't have a shot on frame in the first half, and uh, Martinez only had to make two saves all game. One came at the very end of regulation. The other came like 30 seconds before they blew the whistle. Uh, in the at the end of extra time, which is still uh, one of the best saves we've ever seen, but those are the only two saves he had to make. So in this regard, it brings the keepers into the mix because you can win without great goalkeeping because you might not need it. In hockey, which is the ex- example people use, you ain't winning a Stanley Cup 
without a goaltender making a bunch of good saves. You just have no chance. But you can win a World Cup with mediocre goalkeeping because you might never need it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think you, you make a really good point. And I think Brazil's a good example uh, where they barely faced any shots the mm-hmm. entire World Cup. And then all of a sudden, Allison has to save five point-blank shots in a row. And it, it brings a new... Um, it, it definitely, like... It stresses another aspect of your team, which right. I think, which I think is is interesting. All right, let me uh, let me. First of all, did you think Angel Di Maria was the best? Or did I say it should be Angel uh, Di Maria was the best player in the first half for Argentina? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, he, he he. I think you saw some of the benefits of like a guy not playing for like two weeks mm-hmm. and then coming back and playing like his hair was on fire. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. He, he tends to play on the right cause um, you know, most wingers nowadays play on their, the weak side of their foot so they can cut in, but they actually right. played him on the left. Um, and he, you know, the f- messy, the kind of classic messy pass is he kind of drifts inward from the left and then dinks like a diagonal ball over the defense to the left side. So I think that, you know, he was frequently playing that to like a fullback and Argentina's fullbacks aren't great. And he was instead in the final hitting that pass to Di Maria, um, who was incredibly way more effective than the Argentina fullbacks. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, he, he scored, I think, in the last three finals for Argentina. <laughs> so he's uh, and he frequently gets hurt and he's been hurt <laughs> in pretty much all the World Cups when he's played with Messi. So it was cool to cool to see him play so well. It's cool to see him score such a decisive goal. Cool to see him break down on the sideline when that goal seemed like it wasn't going to matter, and then cool again to see him, you know, finally get to rejoice. Yeah, I, I actually thought that they would bring him uh, in as a reserve simply because, I mean, you almost have to plan for extra time, and obviously, like, but I guess they decided to spend his sixty-five minutes from the start as opposed to bring him on sometime in the second half and spend his sixty-five minutes. At the end, although you don't have him for uh, penalties, although I don't know if Di Maria is any good at penalties. I assume he is. We know Messi is. Uh, final thing. Um, well, I mean, just how do you sum up the way we're talking about Messi now? Is it Messi and Pele? Is there somebody else who belongs in this conversation? Will Mbappe eventually join them? Uh, so the conversation to me is Messi and Usain Bolt. Um, as who's the greatest athlete of all time. That's wow. where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's that, that's I, different than the one uh, that is currently being engaged on Twitter right now. That's good. Yeah, I, I wrote an article about it right before the final where I kind of compared, you know, you look at sort of the global popu- playing population of each sport, right? And like soccer is the most popular team sport. Running, everyone can run. And Messi is like, He's as good compared to his peers as any of the American sports athletes are, Wayne Gretzky. Mm -hmm. But frankly, so so many more people play soccer, and it's a lot harder to be as good as Messi is at soccer compared to, you know, Tom Brady or someone like that. Um, And so I've kind of, like, looked at, sort of crunched the data, went back and looked, and it's basically... Usain Bolt is better than running, um, better at running than any human being that's ever lived. And Messi is better at soccer than any human being who's ever lived. So to me, it's a choice between those two. Wow. Ryan O'Hanlon, ESPN.com, at RW O'Han on Twitter. Net gains inside the beautiful games, analytics revolution. We didn't talk analytics. Expected goals for Argentina was 3.57. France somehow 
with those two saves late and two penalties, it was only 2.33 for France. It seemed like it should have been more for both, but uh, it was an absolute rocking final. I appreciate your time. I, I will reach out again because, hey, we uh, we just resumed the club season this week. Yeah, yeah. and we're best friends, as and you we said. We are. So. My, my newest best friend. I appreciate your time, Ryan. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for having me. You got it. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.